Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, February the 7th, and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North continues to be helping you rebuild Cumberland North, building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, every single person that lives here in Cumberland North and beyond our borders. Together, we can build, rebuild on the pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and business. This past week in Cumberland North, I worked hard for you along with my staff. Some of the issues, not all, but some of the issues uh, included, I uh, had a meeting with Nova Scotia Power regarding the power outages that we've seen here in Cumberland North uh, in the last couple of months. I had a meeting with mental health um, managers for um, the Northern Zone and for the province, along with local community leaders to discuss the gaps in service, the serious gaps in service that we're seeing here in mental health and addictions. I had a meeting with the Minister of Long-Term Care and Seniors to discuss uh, all the issues around that. I had a meeting with public accounts. The committee meeting this week, or last week rather, was on the topic of cap and trade in greenhouse gas emissions. I notarized some documents for constituents. Uh, on Friday, I worked from home and completed a pre-budget submission for Minister of Finance, Alan McMaster. Had some discussion with people about the increasing gas prices, the lack of housing available, lack of nurses causing the several bed closures in our hospitals, lack of paramedics and lack of ambulances resulting in lack of access to emergency services and transfers between hospitals, lack of physicians, uh, both family physicians as well as psychiatrists leading to a lack of access to care. Had discussions with some around the delay, the, the continued delay in procedures and treatments both here at Cumberland and throughout the province as the government has the health care in a state of shutdown. Here I'm, re I'm hearing from people that would normally have uh, treatments in ambulatory care that have been put on hold. I'm hearing from people that have had surgeries postponed and I'm also hearing from people, um, medical professionals, who are concerned about this delay in treatment and specifically around uh, colon cancer screening that's been put on hold, which I'm very concerned about as well. Had some discussion around uh, African Heritage Month, which is during the entire month of February, and as well was contacted by many people, some in favor, some not in favor, of COVID restrictions and mandates. So some of the other items that all of us are dealing with is snow, 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 and more snow. We've, we had another winter storm this past weekend and you know, as you're driving around, we have a lot of snow right now here in Cumberland North. So locally, I feel like people are just very focused on that. Uh, thankfully, here in this last storm, we, we did not, um, at least I didn't hear from anyone that we lost any power. Uh, that there were no power outages. However, if you listen and look around the province, uh, some people have been three days now without power in the Halifax area. Throughout the province, uh, you know, we're hearing concerns about increase of cost of food 
gas, uh, potentially an increase in power rates, and also some concerns around supply chain management as some people are finding they just don't have the same um, variety, I guess, to pick from when they are going to the grocery store, specifically around fruits and vegetables. And I did a, a Facebook post on the weekend about uh, I had a, made a meal that was uh, from all local foods from here in Cumberland County. I did a, a stew in my slow cooker and the beef was from a Cumberland County beef farmer. The potatoes were from my own garden actually that I grew last summer. And the carrots and onions and turnip were from a local organic farmer, Whimsical Farms, Charles and Jesse. And I was really surprised by the, by the large number of comments that I received. Uh, from that post is I think more and more people are, are beginning to realize the importance of ensuring that we have our own local food supply, um, mainly for food security reasons, but also for, for our own health. So something to think about uh, in, in the deep um, recesses of winter is to think about this spring, planting your own garden and uh, you know maybe even buying your seeds right now and planting, uh, planning rather a, a garden plot in in your uh, in your land if you have land and if you don't have any land, I know both Pugwash and Amherst have community gardens and they're looking for volunteers. They're looking for people that would be interested in uh, sharing in growing a community garden. You could have technically. Uh, or likely you could even have your own little area that you could grow your own food. So something to think about. And if you're looking for more local products like chicken, beef, those uh, and other vegetables, especially root vegetables are available this time of year, take a look on the website Eat Local Cumberland. And we have several suppliers on there identified, even other products like maple syrup and honey and you can go right on there and it lists the local farmer, local producers, and you can give them a call and you can order directly from them as well. We have many local beef farmers and of course we have Dickey Meats in Leicester that, um, that provide a great deal for, for local beef and they also butcher a lot of the local beef for local farmers. So something to think about and I think it's going to, I'm hoping that, uh, that this important topic will get more and more traction in the legislature when we, when we finally get there this spring. On that note, we have not been yet given a date of when the legislature is going to resume. So I'm uh, actively preparing for that when that date comes, my staff and I. So looking forward to that. Of course, nationally, uh, what we're seeing all in the news is uh, the Freedom Convoy, and we're seeing protests uh, right from Quebec City and Toronto. Of course, Ottawa is where the main protest has been happening, and we're seeing it right, right across the entire country to British Columbia. And I did hear that uh, when I was reading the Chronicle Herald this morning that there was a small protest in Halifax yesterday. So that is certainly taking up a lot of the news cycle. And uh, I did watch some news on the weekend, and I'm finding CPAC really provides the most balanced media coverage on a lot of topics. Uh, I noticed that, I guess, being more in politics, that sometimes the mainstream media can, can not always, not always, uh, sometimes, but not always sh show a balanced um, and uh, show both viewpoints, I guess, on issues. But CPAC, I find, does a very good job of that on political issues.
And then globally, we're watching, uh, there's two things that I've been watching very closely. One is what's happening in Russia, uh, between Russia and Ukraine, and did a little bit of reading on the weekend again, just on the history of the Soviet Union and the demise, I guess, and Bel Belarus and Ukraine and, you know, what caused, um, you know, what is the history there that's causing the continued tensions today between Ukraine and Russia? And certainly internationally, it is a security concern. And then, of course, we have the Olympics, which is a much more positive uh, thing that's happening uh, throughout the world. And we're all watching and cheering on our Canadian Olympians. Uh, so very excited for them. This is something that they literally train and work for every day. And we, uh, Please join me in cheering for our Canadian Olympians at the Winter Olympics over in China. So just a little more detail on some of the issues that I've uh, already brought up. One is the meeting that I had last week with Nova Scotia Power. Uh, we reviewed each and every one of the power outages that we have seen here in Cumberland North, including the one in Malagash where several of our seniors were left without any electricity for, for many hours at the Remshag Villa. And I did get a commitment from Nova Scotia Power that they are going to look more closely at vegetation management that's needed here in Cumberland North and uh, have actually offered to come up here and travel around the constituency to look more closely at areas that are needed. So I have a request of you, everyone that's listening, I would like you to contact my office if you know of any area in Cumberland North where vegetation management, that basically just means trees need to be cut, um, that are close to power lines. So technically, Nova Scotia Power is responsible for trimming back trees to be 10 feet from any power line in the province of Nova Scotia. And I know certainly back in Hurricane Dorian, back in, um, that storm, we really saw how poorly the vegetation management had been done and really has been neglected, which has uh, which leads to increased number of power outages. So so I am asking for your help in, sh in sh sharing with me any places that need vegetation management, that need trees cut that are too close to power lines. Now, that doesn't include trees that are on your own property. This is rather trees that are on, along the roadsides, around along public roadsides that are Nova Scotia Power's responsibility. And again, they should be cut 10 feet away from the power line so that we can prevent um, power outages in the future. So anytime I'm driving around for between Amherst and Malagash and I see this, I actually will pull over and make a note of my, for myself and take a picture and send it to Nova Scotia Power but I know there's probably some that I haven't seen. So please, I'm asking uh, everyone to help me out there. You can call my office or email me. My office phone number is 902-661-2288. Again, 902-661-2288. And my email address is elizabeth.smith-mccrossan at novascotia.ca. Also, the meeting that I had last week with mental health uh, along with our community leaders, I, I wanted to share with you. It was, uh, it was. I'm very hopeful that it was a very effective meeting, and we had uh, people with the department 
of mental health and addictions from uh, the top uh, provincial department, uh, Northern Zone, as well as local managers. And we were able to clearly communicate the huge gaps that we have seen here in our area that are, I would say, worsening, where people that have uh, severe acute mental illness and or medical illness due to addictions are falling between the cracks. So I just want to share that with you. I know it's a huge issue and important issue to many of you listening today. So I'm looking forward to significant positive changes happening there. And of course we have In the Works being developed, which is a local group of volunteers who are building uh, right beside the credit union a social enterprise where people that are in recovery for addictions and mental illness will be able to work and be able to integrate back into the workforce or go back to school. We have another volunteer committee working on building a shelter and affordable housing right here in Cumberland North, in Amherst, and some are looking at Pugwash. So if you're interested in helping with any of these projects, um, please contact my office and I can put you in touch with with these amazing volunteers and amazing community leaders right here in our communities. I also had a meeting with the Minister of Long-Term Care and Seniors, that's uh, Minister Barbara Adams, and it was great seeing her again. Barbara and I uh, shared, we're both a member of the PC Caucus for four years and have done a lot of work together over the years. We both share a, uh, a very large passion for healthcare and I know that she's very dedicated to making positive changes here in across the entire province in long-term care and seniors. So some of the things that we talked about um, from a practical standpoint, one was just replacing Gables Lodge. That facility has needed to be physically replaced now for several years. And actually Premier McNeil made an announcement before he retired that it was on the list of long-term care facilities to be replaced. So uh, we did talk about that to wanted to ensure that that uh, that is continuing and, and, and it is. So Gables Lodge is going to be replaced and a new facility will be built. And I also asked about East Cumberland Lodge because it is going to need to be replaced and they are going to be looking at that. We talked about increasing wages for our continuing care workers or continuing care assistants. And you know they definitely are not paid uh, enough for the job that they do. So we, we discussed that along with many other issues pertaining to long-term care and our seniors. And I know many of you listening are seniors and this is a very, very important topic to you as well. Gas prices, let's talk about that. I'm hearing from many of you upset. We saw an, another increase in gas prices on the weekend. And I, I did a little more reading on, on this and while there are many factors that determine the price of gasoline, of retail gasoline, what you're paying at the pumps, the price of oil is the biggest factor affecting that. And oil prices did take a huge hit in the early months of COVID-19 of the pandemic. We saw the prices go down and the price of oil went down uh, as travel slowed to a crawl, factories closed, and the world ec economically uh, effectively went into hibernation. But as demand crept back, so did the prices, and so did the price of oil. So after dipping below zero barely a year ago, the crude prices are now back to their highest level in seven years. 
and they're being predicted to go up even higher. So uh, one reason that they are going up is because of what we call geopolitical issues. Uh, it's because last year crude and product inventories in the U.S. in particular were depleted and depleted inventories mean that there are few shock absorbers to deal with any unexpected interruptions in input or output and stronger than anticipated growth in consumption consumption also affects that as well so they're also saying that the conflict between Russia and Ukraine is affecting oil prices as Russia has control over a large amount of the world's oil supply. So th those are just a few of the, the reasons that's, that we're seeing an increased price at the pumps and it is being predicted that it's going to even continue going up even more as high as $1.65 is what it's being predicted. So um, we all may need to cut back our driving as we adjust to these increased in, in prices. Something else I wanted to mention today is, is here in the province of Nova Scotia, we're seeing uh, the avian influenza, uh, the avian flu. So there's been three incidents with uh, birds uh, in Nova Scotia so far in the past week. So I wanted to mention the government is asking anyone who sees a sick or a dead bird, um, including uh, chickens or, or just regular birds, please contact online. Please contact Canadian Wildlife Health Cooperative. Okay, Canadian Wildlife Health Cooperative, and please report that online as they want to see um, if there's any spread. So that's for the avian flu. One other quick item that I wanted to mention I've had some concerns about is the increase in property taxes. So many of you who have lived in your home for a long time, your property tax is capped every year. And it's capped at what we call CPI, Consumer Price Index. And normally, we've seen over the last, I guess, 10 years or more, uh, consumer price index has been very low. Some years, it's literally like less than 1%. Because of that, your, the value, the market value, market assessment of your property, your home, has stayed uh, pretty consistent. You haven't seen any large increases. But this year, CPI, consumer price index, due to inflation, is 5.4%. So for everyone that has normally enjoyed a fairly stable and consistent uh, market value, market assessment of your home, this year you're seeing an increase, the capped assessment is 5.4%. So even if your municipality, your municipal government, whether it's the County of Cumberland or the Town of Amherst, even if they keep their tax rate the same, you're going to see an increase in your tax bill due to the increase in the the market assessment. So I did want to explain that to you, why you're seeing that. It's because CPI this year is higher due to inflation, 5.4%. So you're going to see an increase in your property assessment based on that. I know, very challenging times, especially for everyone that's on a fixed income. Many of you literally see no increase in your in your monthly revenue, yet we're seeing grocery prices, gas prices, and food price, uh, food prices and, and property taxes all going up between five and 10%. So uh, certainly, if it's at all possible, people are going to have to make some sort of lifestyle changes to adapt to, to, to this inflation. 
So as I close off today, I would like to wish uh, birthday greetings to anyone that's listening that's celebrating a birthday or an anniversary. And a few people that I know are celebrating this week include Frank West, uh, he's celebrating a birthday today on Monday, as well as Jimmy Jackson. I knew Jimmy growing up from Tidnish, and he's probably not here locally right now, but uh, wanted everyone to know that Jim is celebrating a birthday today on Monday. On Tuesday, Ruth Pond and Dawn Fage are celebrating birthdays. On Wednesday, Gretchen Smith from Shinnemacass and Tom Summers are celebrating birthdays. On Thursday, Carolyn Mundell of Pugwash Point. Love Carolyn and her husband, Bill. Carolyn is celebrating a birthday on Thursday. On Friday, Donna Hutchinson is also celebrating a birthday, as well as Patty Ferdinand. And on Saturday, Mike Clark is celebrating a birthday. And anyone else who's celebrating this week, um, I send you my best wishes. I would like to send my condolences to anyone who has lost a loved one at this time, including the family and friends of Margaret Jean Hurley, Verna Elizabeth Dow, Carol Harriet Amos Derby, and Marilyn Pye. And if I've missed anyone, uh, anyone else has passed away that, that you are close with, family with, please accept my condolences at this time. I would like to thank Mr. Ron Bickle and CFTA 107.9 for allowing me as MLA to share this weekly constituency update. I hope that you all take care of yourselves, especially during this challenging times of a pandemic. Please take care of your own health. Try to eat as healthy as possible. Take some time for physical activity. Take some time to be outside. And when it's not storming, get some sunshine and uh, do the best we can to keep ourselves as healthy as possible. And look out for each other. Take care of your neighbors, your family, and friends. Have a great week, everyone.